welcome everyone to an online friend simulator because everyone can use a friend, even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy, and thank you once again for downloading, listening to, and sharing this show with friends, families, and enemies alike. Today, I'm actually recording much sooner than I normally would. I haven't given myself enough time to think of a prop topic other than so much going on in the world of politics, in the world of voting. And it kind of inspired me to do a show a little bit about that, even though by the time you hear this, I'll have been past the midterms here in the United States. If you're in another country, I don't believe you're voting today. I don't believe so. But yeah, now, mind you, I will stay away from politics. I do not talk politics at all, even though voting is a part of it. But I am just wanting to touch on the one thing, which is the voting part. Um, I don't know why I feel compelled to talk about voting. And maybe it's because, I don't know, maybe it's because it has been so in your face the last few days, last few years even. There has been campaigns and has been... um what do you call it? Just movements to get people out there and voting. It's so important to get the message out there. But what I don't feel is quite important. I think a lot of people will find this controversial and probably think I'm a terrible human being for saying this, but I don't think it's important to vote if you're being forced to. If you're just going in, not knowing anything about anything, if you're going uninformed, I feel it is not necessarily the best thing now, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. You can go in uninformed. You can do whatever you want to do in that regard. But I feel like the pressure to do such things is really interesting. It's a really fascinating thing to see people kind of almost, I mean, there, there's coercion. There's, there's a lot of guilting. There's. I don't want to say the word bullying because I think that's a bit harsh, but I mean, there is a lot of pressure that we put on people whom may not feel comfortable going out there and doing what they feel they aren't ready for. And so I just find it fascinating that this current trend of just telling people, go out there and vote for whatever, you know, as opposed to go out there and, you know, vote for the, the people I like or something or vote for this person because he's great or vote for this person because she's great or whatever. There's not a lot of there's a lot of pushing towards the whole voting thing, but not a lot of information, not a lot of education, not a lot of of just providing some type of guidance for those who are new to this thing. Now, mind you, for anyone curious, I will admit I do vote. I've been voting ever since I was allowed to when I was, I believe I was like 17. When I was approached by some college canvasser, I guess, asking if I was registered to vote. And I'm like, no, but I'll be happy to. And so I registered and I voted, been voting ever since. And, uh, same with, same with giving blood, which is kind of a little off topic, but I used to give blood all the time too. I don't know. I just felt like I need to be able to give back to my community somehow, give back to this 
world that I'm living in by giving blood or voting for, you know, whatever. And I don't oft, I don't ever really give into like the pressure of like, you have to vote for this. You have to vote for that. I like to do my own research. I like to be able to look into things. I like to be able to, to find out like information about the stuff that I'm voting for before I just go in there and start voting. You know, I like to read up on that stuff and mind you, it's much easier nowadays, but Back then, I, I did what I could between studying and going to work and all that stuff to be able to, you know, be uh, an informed voter. But I just find it fascinating. And again, this isn't a slight against those who are encouraging others to go out there and uh, flex their civic muscle that's not the point. And again, whatever happens today, the 6th of November, whatever wave happens to crash on us, red or blue, whatever it happens to be, I know that there are waves all over the place, apparently, according to social media. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see the results and see what, what happens. But on another podcast, I was saying, like, look, don't feel pressured to do something you don't feel comfortable doing. Don't do it because somebody else if it does, says you should do it. You should feel like it's your right. Therefore, you can do whatever you want with it. And I don't know. I always I feel uncomfortable when all of my social media is just saying to people, vote, vote, vote. And, you know, the vast majority of people who are saying that, I know what, where they lean politically. Again, I'm not going to talk about that. doesn't matter where you lean politically, but it's really interesting to me that a political leaning, uh, a particular political leaning, is very, very adamant about kind of using scare tactics and and pressure and, like, all of this stuff that I'm like, that I'm thinking, wow, wow. Imagine if somebody else was doing to, this to you, the person who was trying to, like, make other people feel like crap for not doing something or maybe not going your way. Imagine. Just, ima- like, put yourself in their shoes. It's fine to encourage. I think it's perfectly fine to give a light push in a direction you feel fits their personality, fits their mindset, fits their their morals. But when you start throwing out like, well, you're a piece of junk if you don't do this, or you're garbage if you don't do that, and I'm like, wow, um, really? <laughs> now, that, that I think is bullying. That I think is straight up bullying. Like, now you're just insulting people for not doing something they don't want to do or they don't feel comfortable doing. Like, why would you do that? We're in a society now. We're in a, we're in a world right now where pressure to do what you shouldn't, what you don't want to do is frowned upon. Yet for some reason, when it comes to this, perfectly okay. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? I encourage, you know, other people with like-minded attitudes are just like, go ahead. Go ahead, berate that person over there for not doing what we told them to do. And it just boggles my mind. It makes me just hate the whole process. And again, mind you, I vote every single year. 
and I do not give in to whatever that I don't really <clears throat> up until recently I don't really like advertising that I voted. You know, I have the little sticker. I could easily post a picture of me with the sticker on saying, hey, I voted. <clears throat> but I also don't feel comfortable with it anymore because it's associated with something I find rather disturbing. And maybe some of you out there are, are thinking, well, it, you know, we need to save our country from X, Y, and Z. We need to protect people from this side or that side, like we have to, you know, do this thing. And it's like, why? I mean, fine, I guess. But I don't know. It, it just feels ugly and dirty to me. And I don't know. I, I, I Maybe I'm a wuss. I'm just a big old wuss, you know. So I, I feel very just touchy about the whole subject altogether. Whatever happens, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to be waiting for results to post this episode up. As a matter of fact, I might even just post it after I'm done recording it just for the sake of doing it because I'm fat again, fascinated, just fascinated by the whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're one of those people who, I mean, look, I, I don't hate the, I'm not going to hate on those people either who, who, who feel like it's their, you know, it's their, um, I don't know. It's like they're calling to, to, to rile up other people and to get them out there doing whatever they feel is the right thing. All I know is, is that I've seen these patterns before. I've seen it and it's ugly to me. Like it's, it's really weird to just insult people for not doing something that it's their right to do with or not to do with. Like it's up to them. It's, it's like, Every other debate, you know, you say, you know, people say they don't want people, other, other government entities or other people controlling their lives. Yet here they are trying to control the lives of others. Like it boggles my mind. The hypo I don't want to use the word I call hypocrisy because it's not hypocrite. I don't know if it is. Maybe it is hypocritical. But wow. Anyway, that's as far as it goes for me politically. I voted. That's all that matters. And uh, um, Yeah. That's all. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess on to other things. Let's, let's, uh, let, let's, let's do a little bit of a normal show. Uh, this is again a little bit impromptu, a little bit, um, on the fly, just because I know what today is. I know how big today is. So I kind of wanted to just get my thoughts out there because typing it up, it's here. It takes effort to send me hate. And again, I I am more than happy to welcome any type of hate mail you want to send in any hate uh, voicemails or, or, or text messages. Go ahead, send the hate to me. I'm perfectly fine with it. When it comes to social media, it's a little too quick for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's this reaches like five people. This podcast reaches five people. So I don't know how much hate I'm going to get. If I posted this on social media, I'm fairly certain the hate would be much bigger, and I don't want to alienate everybody all at once. I just want to alienate the people who took the effort to download this podcast <laughs> and listen. But anyway, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get into, I guess, what's up with me, I guess. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm all right, I guess. I experienced... My first headache in years yesterday. I know this is like, what? What the hell? I get headaches all the time. If I don't drink coffee, I get headaches. I know. I'm a, Again, I reiterate, big wuss. But I, I had my first headache in a while, and, and 
the internet has been very kind to provide me with a lot of different solutions on how to uh, prevent or, or alleviate such headaches to the point where I felt like I wanted to take my brain out of my head and hurt that much. I got so little done yesterday. So little. I was just sitting on my hands, not wanting to move. It must have been a stress headache or something. Cause I did every time I, I mean, it hurt not moving, but every time I moved, it hurt even more. <laughs> like my head would throb and pulse even more. And I was in a weird agony I hadn't felt in a long time. Um, and not to this extent and not for this long. Like it lasted almost all day. It was a really interesting experience to just sit here and have your head want to crush your brain. And I have to admit, um, I'm glad I experienced it though. Cause like I know people who have chronic migraines and I have a little bit, a very tiny bit of that experience now. So I can kind of empathize a little bit. I always try to, I always want to experience things so that I can relate to other people. And wow. Does that suck? <laughs> it is the absolute worst. But uh, I did that, I guess. I um, I haven't been going out or watching movies like I normally do, which is really frustrating to me because I do enjoy a good film. I just, again, haven't found that motivation. I haven't found a lot of motivation for a lot of different things. But strangely enough... There are things happening right now behind the scenes in regards to like voice work and stuff like that, that I'm not going to talk about in, in, in any specific detail, but it's, it's nice to know that stuff like that is happening in the background where I can kind of um, hopefully find some, some reprieve because it's, it's nice to know that people want to put me to work in that kind of field. And that's kind of the field I want to be in. And that's kind of the industry I want to be in. So it's nice that somewhere out there, some people are allowing me that opportunity. So that's awesome. I mean, that that's happened. That's, that's a, uh, um, a something in the fire. I can't remember the term. <laughs> that's a thing in the fire. Yeah. Thing in the fire. Uh, I'm still, you know, gaming, uh, which is great. Uh, I mean, I'm, don't know why you care, but I, I have. I'm. It's been making me want more and more to kind of make another podcast about gaming, so I can talk about these games that I've been playing recently and just kind of get into it. Which I don't think is uh, an attractive um, trait about me. I guess uh, I've been a gamer since I was a kid. I mean, since I was six, uh, I've been playing video games since the very first Nintendo came. Oh, I mean. My very first system was an Atari 7800. Actually, even before that, I think, I think I had like, um, oh, I can't remember, like a Zenith something, some weird keyboard system thing. Anyway, I mean, I've been playing games forever. It, it has been a hobby of mine since youth, and I, I like it. It's it's something I cling to because it's something familiar and comfortable that I like to keep doing. So I don't feel I feel mildly ashamed that I'm in a, a you know a full fledged adult and I'm still playing games. But then I realize you know what a lot of adults are playing video games. I should not feel any type of shame. <laughs> but sometimes I do just because there is a, that little bit of that stigma that at lasted around the '90s and early 2000s, and it's just like you know what nothing wrong with it. Perfectly fine. I don't see why anyone should give a crap about that stuff. It's funny. I, I, I find it more, 
I find it difficult to separate those kind of type of sigmas still, despite the fact that I, I am comfortable in my own skin for the most part. Yet I still feel that stigma of talking about mental illness and talking about video games as an, playing as video games as adult and still kind of having an imagination that is still running rampant in my head. I still daydream about all sorts of stuff that I feel imaginative, that I feel are imaginative. I have so many scripts for stories and books in my head that I wish I could, I, I wish I had the motivation to put on paper. Uh, there's one book in particular that I've had in my head for the last five years, and I just have not found kind of that push to just put, you know, my fingers on that keyboard and start typing away at this pa- at this book because I mostly feel inadequate, I guess. But, uh, and I know that I'll have people who will encourage me to go ahead and do it. It's, it's, I'll get, a, I don't, I won't say I'll get around to it. I, I just need to find that motivation. You know, I need to find that encouragement. Um, so yeah, I will do that. <laughs> Another thing, um, that I just wanted to talk about as well is my, my mild, um, I'm getting back into the, the, I was going to say mild obsession, but it's not really an obsession. I'm getting back into the superhero television stuff again and enjoying television stuff again. Like I haven't watched TV all summer long for the most part, but there's a couple of TV shows where I'm really disappointed in. I don't know if anyone cares. I realize that this is really just me rambling uh, about myself without an actual topic, even though I did the voter thing a minute ago. Uh, I'm just going to have a quick review doctor who i'm very disappointed with uh if anyone has been following the new doctor who it is a woman and there's nothing wrong with that i'm perfectly indifferent about the fact that the doctor is a woman like i'm not i'm not one of those people that protest ah woman bad bad, bad agenda bad. i'm not one of those people i'm more like hey give me a good story something that's fun something that reminds me of the eccleston tenant days where i was really into it uh, I mean, I've watched those two particular uh, doctors several times already in its entirety. Five, I think three or f- no, is it four? Four or five seasons, I think, of the two of them. And there's just something about the writing that makes it so good. But this this season of The Doctor has just been so tedious. <laughs> I know people are raving about certain episodes that are historically inaccurate or are um, scientifically inaccurate. And I'm just like, I can't. It's, it is hard to pull through. But I mean, I am a fan and I want to see this show through. So I will probably watch it till the end and take a look. But if you are a Doctor Who fan, I, I hope you're enjoying the series. I hope you're having a good time. Uh, my dis, my disappointment in it shouldn't affect you guys. I hope people are really enjoying it because, hey, you know what? Everyone deserves something that they love and enjoy. It's not my place to poo-poo on it, but I'm just giving you my thoughts on that show. Um, and be on the lookout. Just a bit of news. Be on the lookout for a podcast I'll be on from the No Ordinary Nerd Folk, where I'll be uh, discussing with uh, their one of their hosts, Daniel, uh, about the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So I'm really excited to talk about that. I, I binged it last week, and it, I'll leave my thoughts on the table so you can go ahead and watch that, sh- watch that or listen to that podcast, so you can hear my thoughts on that show. But 
Yeah, I'm excited to do that podcast with a group of people I haven't talked to in a while. So I'm really happy to be kind of back in the fold and participating in something really cool. So take a look out for that. I'll probably post the link of it on the website at sensorsidecasm.net. So check it, check it out, check it out. <clears throat> I sometimes I feel monotone. I feel monotone. And that's gotta be boring, right? I think it's because I try to keep the, I think that's why people fall asleep to the voice is because the voice that people seem to like is fairly monotone. There's not a lot of highs and lows to it. It's just very straightforward, you know, but at the same time, it's also, you know, I hope, I mean, some people seem to like it, so I don't know, but I need to, I need to do the highs and lows. So anyway, um, let's go into, uh, some feedback, which, uh, my, uh, my two, uh, top dogs, my, uh, uh, the number one fans, Lister's Mate and Right Cow Left Coast have both sent in a comment on the blog and an email, so I'll be reading both, so let's get into that right now. All right, so we're going to start off with the email first. Uh, that is from Right Cow Left Coast. Um, I'm going to almost read it in its entirety. It's a little long. Uh, I, I normally don't want to do this. As a matter of fact, I sh- probably shouldn't because I don't want to encourage Red Cow and Listers Made to give me these, these long pros. I appreciate it. I really, really do. I love it. But at the same time, it's like, wow, that's a lot of stuff to read, <laughs> you know? But I do want to mention, look, Halloween just happened and Reichhaus mentioning and talking about what he does for Halloween. And it's kind of cool. I've never thought about this, but for apparently a decade in, uh, in Reichhaus house, he's been handing out candy with a D20 game, which is a 20 sided die. And, uh, if the die lands, uh, with, if he gets a critical hit with a 20 face up, uh, the, the the kid who is rolling gets a full size candy bar, but if they roll anything else, they get a couple of pieces of the fun size candy, which I think is a fun. That's a really fun game. I think that's a great way to to interact with kids at at, at Halloween because you know it. Uh, I, I I think it's more. It, I like that it's a game aspect. It's kind of that's kind of the trick or treat part of it, you know. But I I did see a video that went viral for a little bit of a of a um. Maybe didn't. I don't know. I saw it on Reddit. Uh, a, a doorway that if you rang the doorbell, uh, like lights would flash and, and little strobe lights would turn on and like a shadow would appear at the doorway before giving the kids some candy. It was, it was appropriately kind of creepy and spooky and fun. The thing is, it wasn't too scary. It was just kind of fun. And I think that's a really cool aspect of Halloween to be able to do that kind of stuff. Like I remember when I was a kid going door to door, there would be the, uh, what looked to be like a, what is it? Like a scarecrow or something sitting with the, with, with the candy and they're just waiting for kids to come up so they could jump up and scare you. It was so good. Or there was one particular house that I remember specifically where you had to go down like a little, not a hallway, but there's like the entryway was long. And on the, on one side of the entryway and the left side of the entryway was a pool that was red and like blood. And there was a, a costumed person. I don't remember if it was a mummy or like a vampire, but they were walking around the pool. Uh, and that would can, kind of creep you out a little bit. 
But that was really to distract you because on the right side was a wall and like a little door into their garage. And straight ahead would be the door that got you to candy. And so when you walk down this little walkway and you're watching like the, the little whatever monster was, was circling the pool, little did you know that behind you, the real monster was creeping up behind you. And it was usually – I forget what, what the mask was, but they would creep up behind you and jump at you right when you're about to go to the door to get candy. And it was really fun and effective and I freaked out. I remember freaking out and running away. And I forget who I was with, but they were laughing at me uh, and my cousins who were with me at the time. And we were like, okay, fine, we'll go back and get the candy. But they usually were kind – they usually were laughing too and they would give us, you know, some some candy. Or I remember getting change or the occasional raisins <laughs> or comic book even. I remember getting comic books uh, when I went to trick-or-treating. So that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like those funny jump scares, especially when I'm witness, like I'm part of the, when I'm witness to the joke, like, uh, I had, I had a, when I, when I was in a relationship, my girlfriend and I went to this wax museum and, in Hollywood. And a lot of it was, again, just people, just wax figures standing there and, I must have, we must have passed by a doorway during uh, uh, this guy's shift because he was covered in wax to look like one of the wax figures, but he could move. And he, I, he and I make eye contact. My girlfriend was like looking at the wax figures and he just puts his, you know, finger up to his mouth to tell me to shush. And I'm like, all right, all right. I just kind of nod and smile and he walks up behind and just stands still behind my girlfriend. And right when she's about to turn to me to get my attention, she sees this thing behind her and just screams, holy hell. And it was really hilarious. And I, and it was just, I love those, that kind of stuff. Only, especially when I'm part of the joke, when I'm, when, when I'm aware of the joke, but if I'm part of it, oh, it freaks me out, <laughs> freaks me the hell out. I don't know. I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of that, but it, it's always a good, I like a good scare every once in a while, a good jump scare. That's always fun. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of how horror has turned into gore porn. I'm not a fan of that, but I do love a good jump scare. That's fun. Something that's creepy and freaky is always fun. But anyway, so yeah, he's, uh, so that's, I think that's a really cool idea, uh, right, Cal, that you, uh, allow the kids to kind of earn their candy. So that's really cool. Uh, and apparently they get to see the same kids return every year and watch them grow up, which is, which is also kind of fun. Um, as for, uh, he does mention also about, um, LA Comic Con. The reason why I didn't go as press was I just, I haven't done enough conventions this year to warrant a press pass for, um, for, for LA Comic Con. I have been to only three conventions this year Great Philadelphia Comic Con, uh, San Diego Comic Con, and LA Comic Con. So that was it. Uh, not enough for them to consider me press when last year, I think I went to 10 <laughs> and I think next year I'll probably go to quite a few as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, he also asked about uh, what I thought about the Darkwing duck cameo in the new DuckTales. Funny enough, I did. That was the only episode other than the first two of the new DuckTales season that came out uh, last year. Um, I saw, I think I saw the first two episodes that were out free on YouTube and then I went and hunted down the specific Darkwing Duck episode where he plays a character on TV. Like he's not 
actually like he doesn't exist as a, an existing superhero in St. Canard in the land, in the reality world of DuckTales. He's just a TV character, which is kind of unfortunate. I think he's a cartoon, actually. Uh, but I thought it was cool. I'm glad that I think they got uh, Jim Cummings to play the voice again. But I thought the whole thing was cool. I, I really liked how they drew him. And uh, even though it was a very brief moment, I thought it was fun. Um, and it was, of course, the introduction of Gizmoduck, which was was cool. I think that was the episode with the introduction of Gizmoduck. But uh, he then asks about being wanted, whether it be platonic or romantic. Look, I uh, yeah. there's something I learned about myself, and people can think I'm insane or weird or whatever, but I function best in a relationship. I always have, I think. Now, mind you, I haven't been in many relationships. As a matter of fact, uh, partners as a whole, I can pretty much count on maybe one and a half hands. You know, like I haven't had that many partners. I haven't had that many relationships. Um, but the ones that I have been in, I, I feel alive when I am with someone. And I know that probably sounds like, ah, you should be happy with yourself. You should love yourself. And, and there's one thing I said at the very beginning of this show is that there's no one who hates himself more than me. And that's kind of, tr- you know, that's, it is true. It's not kind of true, but it, that is a fact. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't, I don't need to feel wanted or needed per se. Um, but when I was in a relationship, having that feeling was fantastic. Uh, I'm one of those people that really would prefer to, if I ever pass away, Sooner, I mean, if I, I mean, I will pass away at some point or another, but I'd rather be forgotten. I don't need to be remembered, you know. Like that's fine. I don't want, I don't want accolades. I don't want to be, you know. I don't need any of that business. Just like people, just need to be happy and live their lives. I'm cool with that. That's fine with me. Um, as uh, lastly, uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. I, you have so much going on in your email. I do appreciate it. Let me just tell you that I have read it all, and um, I just want to be able to move on to to. Uh, to Lister's mate uh, and his and his comment on, on the blog, but um, yeah, look, I uh, I un- I understand that we we you can all it's yeah maybe there's someone for everyone, which is something that you're kind of trying to mention in in the in the email, um, and settling may not be the necessarily best thing, but when you know settling is. It, <sighs> It's the one thing I hate when people say never settle because technically you'll never be satisfied if you never settle. And settling isn't a bad thing. Settling is you find someone who is your match and you know what? Maybe you will find someone better in the future. Maybe. But being able to stick with that one person because you love them, I think is a really good thing. And you don't have to be like looking for the next best thing. I think settling is just being happy and content with what you have and not always trying to find that one better thing that's out there. You know what I mean? Um, as for being fat, look, everyone has their different idea of being fat. I think if you're, I think for me personally, and I'm not going to talk for anybody else. Again, everyone has their own story, but for me, it's unhealthy for me to be this big. It is. I mean, I, I know it is because I take medication for my size, you know, I have all sorts of weird things with me uh, because of my size. So it's like, it's, it's not, it's not a good thing. Uh, but I appreciate that uh, uh, that that we try not to fat shame or whatever. But in all honesty, I, I or that you know being overweight and obese is relative. But it does it's not relative when it comes to your health. Uh, and I don't think I believe that 
at some point it, it catches up, even if you say, Oh no, I'm, I'm healthy despite being, you know, whatever number of pounds. Like, okay. Well, again, I'll only speak for myself, but if in my case, okay, maybe, but it, it, I've had a lot of health stuff in my life. It'll catch up to me. I will die at <laughs> some quicker than, 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 than probably should be. So, um, anyway. Uh, so there you go. Again, I have, I've listened, I've read everything, um, you've wrote. I know there's a couple more things, but I'm going to move on. Sorry, right, Cal? Uh, maybe I'll actually hit it up in the next show. Um, we'll see what happens, but I really do appreciate it. Don't, don't, I hope this doesn't incur, discourage you from writing in and sharing your thoughts. It's just, there's a lot and I want, and yeah, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. All right. Moving on. All right. Here we go from Lister's Mate. Uh, I heard that you have to say, uh, I've heard what you have to say about being factual with women who give you compliments. I have to, I say, I have to say, I understand that all too well because I do get infatuated with women who treat me well. It's a wonderful thing to happen. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I think that, and I'm going to be doing the same thing with your, <laughs> your, 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 your post there, listeners mate that I did with right cow. I'm going to kind of condense it and just answer some of the questions you had, um, in a more, uh, kind of in a more condensed way. So I apologize again, uh, for not just saying it all in its entirety, but you could read it. If you go to uh, sincere sarcasm.net, you can read the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I look, uh, I am very aware of platonic friendships. I have a lot of them. I'm very fortunate. Rejection is a thing that I'm very, co- uh, not comfortable with, but familiar, I guess. I'm very familiar with rejection. If there's one thing I'm good at is, is being rejected. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Like, look, I get it. I, I, I honestly don't believe I'm very many people's cup of tea. Um, I'm very good at being a friend and I'm perfectly happy with that. It, it allows me to, to, you know, to be there for them whenever they need it in a more platonic sense. And that's fine. Uh, yeah. And yes, even with you, listeners mate, a lot of them are friendships that were done online. Yeah. A lot of my friends, are, the vast majority of my friends are, are online and it just is what it is. Um, and I think that's how most people, again, in a world that's feeling more disconnected, our connections are with people online, where who we meet on different websites, we meet through different mediums. Like that is where we find our friendships and our relationships and our loves and our hates even and our enemies. Like that is the, uh, the foundation and the bedrock of where those things develop. So I getcha. Uh, you also stated that in your teenage years that uh, you didn't deal with rejection very well. I, I still don't deal with rejection very well. I just know that it's there. <laughs> I know that I get it enough now, you know, over the last, again, it's been years since I've had anyone um, of whom there was a mutual, like, closeness within close proximity who had with me a, a, a mutual kind of attraction to each other. Like everyone is very far away or has no interest whatsoever or whatever. And so that's fine. Again, it's just, you know, I get it. And much like you, even though I'm amazed you, I don't know. I'm always hesitant to give out my age because I think age is, there's a lot of, baggage when you put out your age. Uh, people have make assumptions when you put out your age. So 
very, very nice of you to put yours out, but I'm not going to say it unless you want to look at the, the website. But yeah, even now at your age, you're, it looks like you're still figuring it out. And trust me, I think we'll both be figuring it out till the end of time. But I do not get carried away with my infatuations there, listeners made. I do not. I don't. I get carried away in my own head, but I don't get, I try not to get carried away in person. Uh, I did that once already and it was a disaster. I did let my infatuations get carried away once, even recently. But that was the only, I think that was the one time out of the last number of years where I allowed myself to feel like it all, uh, where the rejection was even doubly hard. Actually, how do you say 10? Decahard? That doesn't sound right. Uh, but yeah, like it was hard it was, it was really difficult and I had a really hard time with it. And, you know, I, I appreciate that you are emphasizing self-confidence and humility and, um, that as I've, as I've been, that's kind of the, the running gag of this show is I don't have much in the form of self-confidence yet. Here I am. I'm very, you know, here I am putting my opinion and voice out there as if, yes, my opinion means something. That maybe does somebody who knows, but yeah, I, um, I do, I don't like getting compliments in general, even though I know you're saying here that I have to learn and ex- uh, to accept, uh, to accept those compliments. I give a lot of genuine and sincere compliments. I just don't like getting any of them because I don't necessarily, I think people are just being nice and it's a, t- it's just, it's a, a bad habit of me just believing that people are just being kind and, and kind of, um, Sparing my feelings by being nice, uh, even though they're probably probably being genuine and being earnest about their compliments. I just it's hard for me to believe because again, no one hates me more than me. Um, as for flirting, I will not be like, "Hey, hey, you, are you flirting with me? You must be flirting with me." I'm not gonna say that. Hell, <laughs> hell no. I get where you're coming from, dude, but no way. I'm 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 fine. Just not, you know what. It's better. I, I'm bad again. I think I'm better off, despite wanting, you know, companionship. I'm fairly certain being solo is like better for the world. <laughs> because look, I mean, this is gonna. I'm not gonna say it. It's gonna. It's, okay, I'm gonna say because already. I'm already hinting at it. But uh, I often joke that. I, I'm attracted to intelligent women, but the thing is, if they're intelligent, they would stay the far, far F away from me. <laughs> Cause that shows smarts that they realize I'm just a disaster. So I, I think I'm just, a, uh, I just think I'm just attracted to the wrong people. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I, I'm attracted to intelligence. So yeah. And, and if they, and the, the way I know is because they show their intelligence by staying away from me. Anyway, there you go. That's the joke. And that's actually my reality, but not my reality, but what I, anyway, it doesn't really matter. I just think it's funny. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I am fine just not getting into it. Um, I've said in other, I've, I've said in other podcasts, I kind of have this mentality of like, look, you know, we've, we've come to a, so we've come to an age where socially women should be able to express themselves wholeheartedly. Like they, sh- you know, we don't live in a world where, especially in a world where, where 
people are trying to strive for a, a sense of kind of equality or in a sense of, of um, equal footing or whatever. I think that, yeah, I think it'd be cool. It's not a necessity. I don't think it's going to really, it's going to take some time for it to happen. It'd be really cool if us dudes didn't always have to be the ones to make that first move, you know, to, to show interest that, you know, it's okay for a, a woman to kind of make that first move and, and be, you know, we both on both ends, men and women need to be okay with that type of acceptance or rejection, depending on what happens. But anyway, I don't know. Like, look, I'm just talking out of my butt. I have no idea. The other thing I was going to do for today was do a rant episode about a lot of stuff because so many things are really upset. <laughs> just so many things are frustrating in the world right now. Uh, it, it's just a lot of people who I respect and who I admire are just uh, like doing everything they say they hate. Uh, but maybe another episode. I, I, I consulted with my good friend, Dave, the drummer, whom I was able to talk to just a little update, you know, for anyone who actually listens to my other podcast, Sincere Sarcasm, I talked to my good friend and podcast partner, Dave, the drummer, and we had a long winded, long winded, long three hour conversation, four hour conversation that never led to a podcast because we were too busy catching up. So maybe hopefully someday we'll actually get a podcast out despite the fact that we've been, we're like two months out and haven't produced anything. So we'll see what happens. Maybe next week, maybe the week after, who knows? But yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to be posting this in about before it's midnight in the East Coast, before we get results of polling and whatnot. So, you know, hope everyone who wanted to vote did. Hope everyone who wanted to vote for the candidate they wanted to voted for the candidate they wanted to and for the, the different, um, uh, propositions and whatnot that were on the ballot this year. Don't be intimidated by the pressure being put on, on you from other people. Follow what you believe is right. Follow what you believe to be uh, your, you know, what you believe it to be true. And, you know, and don't let people boss you around or bully you or anything into trying to do something else. Because this is, you know, your vote is only as important as what you make it, you know, it's only as important as how you feel it, it impacts. And yeah, maybe you voted for like a, even though I don't think there were any third party candidates for anything around here, but it's not a presidency or anything, but you know, maybe you voted for something, maybe you voted for a, a, uh, a Democrat in a Republican state or a Republican in a Democrat state where they're like, you know, it may not make a difference. It, it doesn't matter. You voted the way you felt you needed to. And, no one should be able to take that power away from you. That's your power. That's yours to do with as you please. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Anyway, hate on me all you will at aka the other guy on all the social medias, ofsshow at gmail.com if you want to leave an email. Um, like I said, right count, I think there are a couple of other questions that are on there that I might hit up on the next episode. Thanks again, right, Cal and listeners, mate, for providing the feedback as always. If you're interested in that feedback too, sincere sarcasm.net, tell me, give me your hate, give me your disdain. I am more than happy to accept all forms of anger and disdain. I, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, also, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. 
What an, that's it. Uh, 347-450-4335 for text messages and voicemail. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks everyone for going out there. And yeah, I will not put a music bit in the end, uh, mostly because everything's licensed. So I appreciate the, the suggestions there, right? Cal for, uh, lean on me and things like that. But I think I'll just leave it alone for now until I can think of something else. But everyone have a great week and I'll talk to you all on the other side.